Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, in his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Welcome to the Accelerate show. I am Carrie Ransom. And I am very happy today to welcome my friend, Kate Buckley. And uh, Kate is probably one of the world experts in premium domains. And we met a couple of years ago, and I have, uh, I think we, we really connected around this idea of brand and how important domain is in today's world in the overall brand and naming of a company for credibility, clarity, a whole bunch of other reasons. And so given that we work with so many startups through uh, OC4 and the Venture Studio and the Southern California startup community, I wanted to get Kate on the record talking about a lot of the brilliance and ideas that she has around premium domain. So Really excited to have you here today, Kate, and thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you, Carrie. It's great to, it's great to see you again, and I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, and I'm just a big fan of everything that you guys are doing right now. Well, unfortunately, we're not able to do it in person, even though we're, <laughs> we're only a few miles apart, uh, but right. such is the reality of, of the world we're in today. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well, let me get to, I've got, you know, questions for days, as you know, uh, but Let's talk initially, you know, just give me a little bit of background, like how did you initially even get into this world of premium domains? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking. I, um, I got into domain names in, I'm going to date myself here, 1998 right. uh, via industry pioneers, David and Michael Costello. Uh, they're very Googleable. <laughs> I knew very little, uh, quite frankly, about the business beforehand. I came from some of the big ad biggest ad agencies in the world. I'd moved to, uh, you and I bonded over Indiana and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I, uh, after my graduation from college, I moved up to New York and worked for Gray and Landor. Mm -hmm. um, yet I knew virtually nothing about domain names when I first met David in 98. Uh, I was then recruited by David and Michael to help them launch and monetize their network of premium domains. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was a light bulb moment. I immediately realized the endless possibilities of premium domains and was quite frankly shocked that they could generate so much money as brand platforms. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got started. I, um, I had the privilege of working with them for over 20 years and learned firsthand how to advance a business built on virtual barren land, if you will, starting mm -hmm. with uh, one, of our, one of our neighbors here in Orange County, palmsprings.com. Mm -hmm. After David and I got palmsprings.com up to a million dollars a year in revenue, we launched lagunabeach.com, uh, which is how I came to Laguna. We launched okay. that in 2000. Um, I also worked on many others with them, including one of my favorites, nashville.com. And then um, I'll give you a super quick uh, background as to how I came to start Buckley Media. Mm -hmm. um, I approached David and Michael in 2013 and offered to sell LagunaBeach.com for them. Um, and here's why. I'd been tracking what was going on with geodomains. Mm -hmm. um, you had OTAs and DMOs uh, really changing the space. And I felt the time was right to liquidate that particular asset. So I set about the process of taking it to market, which I'll be honest, was a very steep learning curve. Mm. I knew 
nothing about domain brokerage uh, and decided to teach myself the business from the ground up, uh, learning from a multitude of resources. Um, what up all outside the domain world, and you'll appreciate this. I talked to venture capitalists. Mm -hmm. I talked to private equity. I talked to accelerators. I talked to branders, marketers, et cetera, and it paid off. I sold LagunaBeach.com to a media group for a record-setting $600,000 mm -hmm. in October of 2013. Um, I then developed a business plan and marketing blueprint, and um, the acquirers of LagunaBeach.com hired me to act as interim CEO and put my business and marketing plan into play. And that's how Buckley Media was born. Okay, great story. Well, thank you for taking us on that, that tour. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that that highlights to me is often you can find great value in a market when you go and study outside markets. And 100%. you talk, you know, and, and that's been, I think, a key part of my career has been similar where I experiencing experience something in a, in a certain industry or a certain market, and sort of look at it in in a more objective way. Come into a new market and say, "Well, they haven't adjusted or changed in this way. What if you tried this here? Could that work?" Exactly. So great, yeah, great example um, how you did that with uh, with that domain. So, what what's been most surprising? I mean, you've now been in domains for a long time, you know, I, I, when you were first describing, you know, what I felt like a lot of these domains were back in the nineties, when I really started to see them is they were barren land that, that people just figured out how to pass through and um, almost collect a, a toll or a tax, uh, uh, you know, for, for passing through the, the gates. And really they've become much more branded assets today in many yeah. cases, right? So mm -hmm. what, what's been most surprising in that evolution from your perspective? Uh, the, just the power of these domains to build brands mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and how much they're selling for now, right? I mean, scarcity drives the market. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and then with this particular asset, a quality. I mean, there's, there's a huge field of domains, right? Mm -hmm. You've got ultra premiums, premiums, and then you have the just really subpar domains and just kind of the, the, the junk pile, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really talking about the creme de la creme, the top one to 2% of, which is always a dot com mm -hmm. uh, in the world. Now, these particular assets are lead generators, brand enhancers, and appreciating assets really tough to find all three of those elements in one asset. Um, all three lead to increased ROI and higher company valuations while, and this is the genius part of uh, leveraging a premium.com, reducing your incremental cost of customer acquisition. Mm. Did you hear about the voice.com sale last year? Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. Amazing story. Uh, here's a quote from uh, MicroStrategy CEO, Michael J. Saylor. Um, and by the way, it sold for $30 million. Mm. Ultra premium domains like this, like voice.com, can help a company achieve instant brand recognition, mm -hmm. ignite a business, and massively accelerate value creation. So think about it. Now, mm -hmm. post you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Everyone's online. Yes. Businesses were forced to pivot overnight and become agile, move all operations, all consumer touch points online. Mm -hmm. Right. 
how, you know, so premium domain, leveraging premium domain is the absolute best way to get found and also build your business with repeat customers. Because as you know, it's not just getting found in the first place. And by mm -hmm. the way, premium domain helps you opt out a little bit of the, of the just, uh, the, the, there's a no win race with Google. Mm -hmm. Right. There's mm -hmm. just, you can't win. They're always changing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they're a monolith. And so when you have a premium domain, not only do you, does it help you with proper SEO and content, get that premium uh, ranking, especially if you buy a keyword domain, talk about racing to the top of the pack. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also instantly memorable and credible, which helps conversions sure. and also really heavily drives repeat business. Mm -hmm. That's right. So let's, let's go a little deeper into that, Kate. So $30 million for a premium domain is, is for most people, completely unattainable. Uh -huh. And, you know, frankly, could be really risky. You know, to, to, can you create an ROI case for that $30 million? You obviously need to have some sort of substantiated business idea mm -hmm. uh, behind that. Mm -hmm. How do you think about for an early stage company or a company that, that has a, a vision, how can they think about domain, think about brand today and where they may be able to go in the future? And should they even be distracted by premium domain ideas in the early stages? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that this, what, this is one of my favorite quotes by Paul Graham, of course, famously of mm -hmm. Y Combinator, uh, obviously very relevant to this conversation. Uh, so he very famously said, if you have a U.S. startup called X and you don't have X.com, you should probably change your name. That's a big statement. He went on to say another big statement. The problem with not having the .com of your name is that it signals weakness. Mm. Unless you're so big that your reputation precedes you, a marginal domain suggests you're a marginal company. Uh, and even if the name doesn't even particularly relate to what you do, for instance, like Stripe, mm -hmm. you know, that, but it's a cool, one, short, one word, memorable.com with instant power and credibility. And they have Stripe.com. I could give you examples. I mean, I have so many mm -hmm. amazing test case and um, case studies and client testimonials. Hive.com is a great mini, another great mini case study on brand equity. There are, and here's the other thing in the space with startups, they pick a name, they pick a word without thoroughly vetting it. Mm. So there are 12 companies that call themselves Hive. Mm -hmm. Only one can own the .com. So when Hive decided to invest in their exact match premium .com, Hive.com, they saw a 45% increase in their traffic overnight. Mm -hmm. That's the power of a premium.com. That's brand equity. So how do I, you know, let's say I don't have a million dollars today to buy hive.com or, yeah. or I don't know that that's, you know, if I'm trying to do market product validation, let's say mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. have I built the right solution to a problem that's worth solving and customers willing to pay for it? Could I, as an example, could I start with thehive.com or something that I might be able to get off the ground with and then maybe later, and I think I've seen this with the number of companies that have had to start with a .net or .io or some other 
uh, name only to get enough market traction to later acquire the dot com mm-hmm. domain. Mm-hmm. What are what do you see as the, I guess, practical options here? Because it is, I mean, it's just, I think for most people, it's just a sheer capital issue in, mm-hmm. in the early stages of is this the right place to invest the, the capital when I'm still trying to figure out do I even have something? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I have so many ideas on this. Where do I yeah, start? Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Um, uh, one thing about investing capital, one of the great things about a premium domain is if the business fails, the domain is still very valuable. So, I mean, there's really, you know, it's like you're going to buy a a great house in a fabulous neighborhood, but you've never really lived in that town before. But you know that even if you don't like the town, that house is going to hold its value and you can sell it when you're done with it. Mm. Uh, and, and, and if not even hold its value, will most likely appreciate in value. Um, you know, we, we saw that with fly.com. I mean, they use it to build their business, TravelZoo, and then, you know, made seven figures on the sale, right? There's just, mm-hmm. there's no downside. Now, I understand sometimes companies don't have that capital or don't have access to that capital um, when they're in the naming phase. Um, and so to your point, a lot, a lot will do, you know, get, then the name, the, then the name, try, then the name.com. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, uh, that's certainly uh, a valid uh, use case. Uh, in fact, I also work on the domain acquisition side and many of my domain acquisition clients come to me and say, hey, we're operating on, this is not a real, I'm just going to say, sure, uh, sure. Get, getlamps.com. Mm-hmm. And we are, we've, we've gotten another round of funding and we know in order to dominate, we need to somehow acquire lamps.com. Can you help us? Mm-hmm. Um, can you protect your identity? Uh, somehow identify the, the owner because of course, you know, now with privacy laws and it's incredibly difficult to do so mm-hmm. and negotiate on our behalf uh, to get favorable terms. And, and so that's something that I do on pretty much a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, but there are, but the, here's the danger of that. There's two dangers to that. One is while you're branding, you know, go to lamps.com, get lamps.com, guess who you're really branding? Lamps.com. That's who you're branding. So you have a huge risk of leakage, email leakage, traffic Mm -hmm. leakage, brand equity leakage, leakage. And the other, uh, the other risk. You just don't want to do it for very long is what you're you're sort of intimating. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the other risk that you run is, you know, if you buy the name when you are a startup, um, you haven't built a lot of equity into it. Like if you're Stripe, and uh, you want to buy Stripe.com in your you know, early funding, um, you can probably get it for a reasonable amount of money. If you go to buy Stripe.com when you're a huge company, sure, guess what? They're going to figure it out. Yeah. And the, the name just you know, went to a 10x. So that's another danger you run. But there are other options. Um, well, certainly the most straightforward and most common is to purchase the domain name outright. There are many other options. There's payment plans. Mm-hmm. either financed by the seller or by another entity, uh, like Linvo, for instance. Um, leasing a domain mm-hmm. name is another solid option, either a straight lease or lease with option to buy. Um, less popular, but it's still done, is a cash plus, plus equity deal on mm-hmm. a domain or, mm-hmm. or some similar partnership. Um, 
what I, I guess what I wish more founders knew is that most sellers are really reasonable people. Um, they're entrepreneurs themselves. They're risk takers themselves. And especially if you're working with a good broker to represent your interest, and many sellers will offer 0% interest on a solid offer and allow the buyers to have full use of the domain name to build their business mm. you know, upon receipt of a down mm -hmm. payment and an executed mm -hmm. purchase agreement. Mm -hmm. it, there's no, like, talk about win-win, there's no downside here. Sure. Sure. And I find most founders are shocked when I tell them that. They're like, wait, see, so yeah, I could do this now. Like, mm -hmm. They would actually do that. I'm like, yeah, they would actually do that. Well, that, I mean, that's a key reason why I wanted to have this conversation right now is to, to put this out there. Cause I, I totally agree with you that, and you know, I've been fortunate in my last two startups, we've really had, you know, premium domains as a key part of the strategy. One of them um, was an outright purchase early on. One was a lease. Uh, and I think there is an equity component uh, yeah. as well. And, yeah. you know, it does help. It, it's memorable. It, it helps. So I am absolutely a believer. So let's let's go back a little bit. We, we were talking about name. Um, you were talking about you know as an example that there could be a, you know in the hive case there could be you know many many companies that are using a name that often can dissuade a, a founder from starting with that name even if the premium domain might be available. Uh, to use in some way, like how do you encourage people to think about startup naming? I mean, we we work with a lot of early stage companies. We have one right now that has a two word name, mm -hmm. and we're already saying we think we should start to think about a one word mm -hmm. of the two words, the one word name, uh, and maybe even think about a premium domain play with it. Mm -hmm. um, so we we're going to have some things to talk about, you know, off the air for sure. <laughs> but yeah, because you think about choosing a name, what 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 is it that you sort of think about from an elements and even doing research mm -hmm. standpoint? Obviously, you know you could start with, hey, I'm just going to see if the .dot com is available for me to buy from GoDaddy. Usually, that's going to be very difficult. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So guide me through. You know, you're I'm a startup founder. I don't have a name yet, or I have a working idea. You know, how how are you going to guide me? Yeah. Um, naming projects are some of my absolute favorites because Buckley Media does uh, not only premium domain acquisition and sales, but also naming and branding. I love it. It's, it's so much fun. It's just, it's amazing to sit down with the founders and really get to know what their passion is mm -hmm. and, and what their purpose is. What's the purpose of this company? How do they want their end users to feel when they engage with this product or service? Um, and it, Primarily when we work with companies on naming projects, we encourage them to get very clear on what they want to stand for, what they want to convey to not only stakeholders and end users, but also the public at large. And, and that all, and of course we have exercises to, you know, to, to get to that process, but get the name right and you're halfway there. And it's also important to be very clear on your parameters. Um, all parameters should be established up front, after which you'd conduct exhaustive research, as you mentioned, generate a, a curated list of names that match not only the scope, but your ethos, your, mm -hmm. the spirit of the company. You then want to generate a, um, a master list of names that fit those parameters. And then you would conduct uh, uh, 
testing, conduct market testing, as well as robust pre-screening. What I mean by that is USPTO database, uh, you know, light, a light trademark search. Uh, domain availability, of course, as you mentioned, um, search engine testing. Um, and, and to quickly speak to domain avail availability, you, know, you mentioned searching GoDaddy. Um, just because, and this is another uh, uh, misconception great, great that I run into a lot yeah. with founders. And then from the surviving they say, oh, well, I would, I would love to have X.com, but it's, it's simply uh, not available. I'm like, well, of course it's not available. They've all been gone since the mid-90s, but that's not the point. You know, the high notes would be I can probably perceive market credibility, I mean, of course, market leadership. There are some establishes company product or service dominance, easy to spell, high memorability, passes the radio test, right? Advantageous brand recall. SEO, SEM, uh, traffic opportunity, search and positioning, CPC opportunity. Sure. Um, you know, and then that's another thing that a lot of founders don't realize is that there are, with premium domains, there are increased click-through rates due to users' recognition, familiarity, trust, and respect for a premium.com. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those are just some of the that's parameters great. that I do, and, and we find that that is the best path forward to creating immediate brand equity and naming. That's awesome. Well, that, and that's a great, a great list for people to, I think, even sort of orient to. So let's, let's twist that a little bit. What do you think about this idea of, of that kind of nonsensical, made up, uh, new word type domain that maybe it's short? Uh, and, you know, I was talking to a founder yesterday who has a five letter new word that she created and she's building now brand equity or attempting to build brand equity around that. How do you think about that in contrast, as an example, to, to a very well-known word that, that exists out there? I think it's, uh, I think it's risky. I think it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can spend, uh, you know, you can spend millions of dollars branding a, uh, a nonsense word or mm -hmm. a very subpar domain or you can spend uh, a fraction of that and acquire an instantly credible and memorable domain uh, that works for you instead of you working to brand a nonsense name from scratch. Mm -hmm. One could even argue that a founder is in breach of fiduciary responsibility to shareholders mm. if, they, if they don't pick a solid name and then control that brand and address by locking down the exactmatch.com. It's a one-time investment that yields a lifetime of benefits for the corporation. No other asset class on earth with those attributes brings so much value to your business and costs only $9 a year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, great. I mean, and I think, you know, a lot of people would challenge that assertion, but I think it's great that you have such clarity uh, around that. So it's awesome. Yeah, and I'll give you a quick example of one of the domain names that I'm taking to market right now that I'm really excited about, mm -hmm. engage.com. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the, the search for customer engagement is bigger now than at any point sure. in history. Mm -hmm. um, I feel right now premium premium.coms are tremendously undervalued based on lifetime value and utility. Mm -hmm. um, to use the example of engage.com, a company could easily spend 10 to $50 million in advertising to capture exactly what a one-time investment in a domain like engage.com mm -hmm. would bring. You know, and not only uh, for the savings on SEO and SEM, but they tend to send more traffic than anything else, like my hive.com example, giving any acquirer a solid head start right out of the gate. So what, you know, I don't know if you're at liberty to, to say that, like just speculatively, what do you think that type of domain is going to trade for right now? S seven to eight figures. 
Mm-hmm. So in that sort of on the, on the edge. Okay. That's a lot. That is a, that's yeah. a big, yeah. But yeah. it could be, you know, you could be a, uh, an enterprise SaaS company that is building yeah. something in that space and just decides, Hey, we're going to change our name to really elevate ourselves in a, in otherwise competitive space. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly it. And to your point, digital competition is fiercer than at any time in history. The status quo has been blown the sky mm-hmm. high. So to compete, okay. you have to give people the best chance to find you online. And that means owning your best mm-hmm. brand or categorykiller.com. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So we, uh, we were talking off the air. You know, you've been uh, here. You, you mentioned you came out here you know, for, for Palm Springs and then lagunabeach.com. Uh-huh. Um, well, you know, what, what's your sense? You have, you have clients all over the world, you know, you've traveled uh, extensively as well. What's, as you think about Orange County as a business community, as a innovative uh, technology area, how do you describe it to yourself or to others who ask about Orange County? Because, you know, a key part of my, my impetus for doing this is to draw more attention both to the area because there is amazing stuff and and amazing people like you here um and even in southern california for that matter so how how do you think about this as a as a business area um you know i i i haven't been very involved and connected with the uh startup scene in orange county and i think there's two reasons for that um i think one is as you pointed out my clients are global so i'm mm-hmm. on zoom and calls or i used to be on planes all day all over the world Mm -hmm. so i haven't dug in really drilled down within orange Mm -hmm. county now i've really enjoyed my experiences i mean you and i met at at a round table in in la that's right we're like wait how did we not meet in orange county this is crazy right so i love what you're doing i love that you are providing an on-ramp for more people to get involved with the startup community with the business ecosystem with the founder and venture ecosystem in orange county i think it's incredibly necessary yeah we and you know the crazy thing is i've been here uh longer than you i think i i think everything's here that's the thing is if there were huge gaps in talent i mean i built companies here with hundreds of people and they're great and i know they can compete on a global stage with capability and you you can do it here and we have clear evidence of that we have companies here that are billion dollar companies that were born and and raised here in in this area and so we have everything that we need we don't have the connective tissue Mm -hmm. to make it as uh, efficient to move things forward and so it's hard i always talk about is it's hard enough to be an entrepreneur you know to have to suffer and 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 sort of do it in a place that's not well connected that's not as supportive those things we can just we just need to put those in place and uh we we can support each other encourage each other and even i would say preference each other and i think everybody it's sort of that abundance mindset of everybody can do better as a result right you'd you'd much rather work with more local clients and companies if you could it's we all prefer to to do business with people we can see and touch and be near and ride a bike to versus have to get on an airplane and i think you know an environment like this highlights that more than ever Mm -hmm. and you know i i'm hoping that this actually helps accelerate some of these things 
to, mm-hmm. to people sort of invest a little more in their backyard. And for the people here, I think that that's great. But but we do have to we have to talk about it. We have to be more intentional. And mm-hmm. and I appreciate you you know you're sharing. But it, it is about we all just are. I think the more mindful we are about mm-hmm. it, the better. Yeah, and, well, and then and it will start to happen. I love the metaphor that you used, Carrie, of connective tissue. You are providing connective tissue. You're providing a scaffolding you know, to bring all these you know, uh, disparate parts together. I, I just think, like to your point, it's all here. We have world-class everything all here. But you know, to date, there hasn't been that connective tissue, that scaffolding, that sort of path to mm-hmm. entry. Um, so I think you building that is so incredibly valuable and marrying that with getting the word out, with creating awareness. Cause I think that's the other part of the issue. There's just been an overall lack of awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much to be gained. I mean, I, I would be so excited to when we can attend events again, to start, you know, attending some of these events. I mean, I think about the business relationships that I have locally and how I made them, you know, I sold a domain to a guy I met at a fundraiser for Big Brother Big Sisters, mm-hmm. right? Do you, you, you just never know how you're going to meet people. And I, I love working you know, locally with fellow entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. colleagues. So I'm really excited about what you're doing. Well, I appreciate it. I, I, mean, my, I think your point is a great one. I mean, there's, there's serendipity that happens in, in scenarios where you just show up. But I think you, you, the more you can be intentional about that, you're going to just increase those odds because if you 100%. show up to if you show up to twenty things and none of that serendipity really happens because it's a lot of irrelevant connections, you start to lose that steam and lose that uh, the energy to go do the next one and the next one. And so part of this is about just being more intentional, and and that's been a big part of our strategy. Is say, okay, if we're trying to solve for the next generation of entrepreneurs and they're sitting there thinking okay i need to get a name and i need to figure out how i'm going to build what i'm going to build and i'm going to need people and i'm going to need capital they they need a place or places to know i can do that in a relatively easy or relatively efficient way versus i have to go figure all this out on my own for the first time that, that just says we're not getting, as a community, we're not getting the leverage. And people know in the Bay Area, as an example, there's tremendous efficiency and there's tremendous leverage. And they just keep you know, reinvesting and refueling that. And that's what I think communities of the future that are going to do well are going to be much more intentional about that. And so I look at it, you know, I'm I'm happy to go first and put my mouth where my mouth is and say hopefully <laughs> we'll draft more of the willing to to participate. Yeah, I love it. Well said. Well, I may need your help to help brand it because maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what we're missing is uh, you know that that branding and credibility to uh, yeah. to to drive it forward faster. So we'll, we'll I'd love it about that. That would be a fun project. So last last thing, one of the things I always ask my guests to do, you know, share. Uh, a piece of advice or a key lesson that you feel like you've learned along the way. So as you think about this next generation of entrepreneurs around here who are, that the fire is starting to burn, they're thinking about their idea and they need to go uh, get some help. You know, what, what, what advice or, or key lesson that you've learned would you love to impart? Um, gosh, wow. 
Okay, let me just pick one. Sure. <laughs> be in community and don't be afraid to ask for help. Mm. Um, so an, another another thing that I do that's really more of like a, a, a my great passion is coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a certified uh, professional coach and I love executive coaching. I love working with founders and driven entrepreneurs and bright CEOs. Mm-hmm. I love it. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I talk to them and so many feel isolated mm-hmm. and so many feel that they've lost their life work balance and they're not, they're not sure how to leverage their particular strengths and, and weaknesses as well and surround themselves with, with the right people to achieve their, their mission. And so, um, you know, all of that can be, uh, helped by being in community. Mm-hmm. Um, so by having resources like you are providing the connective tissue for, um, by having regular mentorship groups, um, by even just a, a, an informal group of fellow founders that you meet for coffee once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, in, there's so many resources out there. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to raise your hand and say, I feel like I'm in a little over my head (laughs) because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. And, uh, I I think remembering that, that you're not alone. We're all in this together and, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Awesome. Okay. That's so good. So thank you so much for joining me today, for really taking us on this uh, premium domain and brand journey that I, I think is not talked about nearly enough. I'm sure you would agree. And how important that is ultimately to the potential success and, uh, and is almost, you know, a way to, in some cases, shortcut uh, yourself to early traction in, in a business and stand out. Hack. Yes. And so, I, I really appreciate the conversation. I think my audience will greatly value this as well. And you know, you're you're doing your part to uh, accelerate uh, these businesses. And you know, let's let's continue to work together on how we do more of that here as well. So I'd love it. Great to see you, and and we'll talk soon. Great to see you, Carrie. Thanks so much. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at AccelerateOC.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.